Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, you guys? This is your favorite video game podcast, <laughs> the Sticky Binds podcast. This is Brandon. And this is Blake. And we're coming at you with a really, really special episode. Episode 58, I believe. Yeah, that's it, man. Five, I'm super excited, dude. But what were you going to say? 5-8, the opposite of 85. Dude, do you think we'll make it to 85? What? No question. No questions? No question. We'll <laughs> make it to the Ocho Cinco episode. Dude, what, would, sure. what do you think we're going to be talking about on the 85th episode? We're definitely going to be talking about Madden because... Okay. No, nah, let me stop. That was a good <laughs> <good show. laughs> But we'll definitely be talking about some new games, dude. That's actually really interesting to think about. Like, let's think. For what a if it, dude, what if it's Elder Scrolls 6? We're talking about Elder Scrolls. We're talking about some type of Pokemon game. There's oh, for some, sure. It's some type of Pokemon game. I feel like maybe a new Breath of the Wild. Maybe. Oh. Like, oh. Wow. That's a prediction there. That's a big one. I know. Man, what if the Breath of the Wild 2 never comes out, right? It doesn't come out. And then, well, hold I I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> what if it doesn't come out? Yeah, knock on wood. And then years later, it comes out in like an unreleased demo. And that's like 185 or something like that. Dude, or like we, we for some reason decide like, you know, we can't do it. And then we're like, Dude, we got to get back on the mic. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, 185. This is, oh, like... Right. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. you're saying, like, decades later. Like, yeah. let's say... <laughs> we They finally put it out. We're just like, we got to get back on it, man. Did you hear? Like, I call you. <laughs> just, like, on vacation somewhere. We're I like call old you. men. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, we got it. Do you hear about this? <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Four. <laughs> <laughs> shoot <laughs> but this is a, a low-key pretty chill video game podcast and we actually recently if you're checking us out we updated our our logo so check that out let us know if you like it and we've got a couple of games on the agenda today and i wanted to start off with something i don't know if you've heard about this brandon but this is called the ship of theseus paradox have you heard about this yeah it's pretty much like how do objects survive change? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, kind of like the thought experiment is it kind of like raises the question whether an object that has had all of its original components replaced remains fundamentally the same object. Interesting. So like real quick, is a hot dog a sandwich? I can't help but think of that question. Really? This <laughs> paradox. Because <laughs> it's like. You know, it's not really a sandwich because it's like it has a different mm-hmm. name. But at the end of the day, it's kind of the same. It's called object. a glizzy sandwich. It's called a glizzy sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but answer the question, Blake, is a hot dog a sandwich? Mm, I would say if you cut it in half, right, you cut a hamburger and then you cut it. Oh, gosh. Was it a hot dog bun style? But if you cut it the hamburger style, then hot dog bun style. You know what I'm saying? Dude, so like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You know how like you fold it, you fold if you have a piece of paper, right? If you have a piece yes. of paper and you fold it one yeah. way, it's the hamburger and you fold it the other way, it's the hot dog. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? I, so, think, like, I think I've learned about it like pizza and French fries, something like that. But yeah. What? I know what wow. Yeah. Hey, New York and Michigan, man. Crazy worlds <laughs> apart. <laughs> so you basically fold it fat ways and or you could fold it long ways. So I'm saying you cut it fat ways, right? So oh, then you I, do, get it. I get it. And then you yeah. cut it again. And but you like leave like a little bit. So it's like, 
they're flat on one side. I think I if you do that to a hot dog, then it's a sandwich. But you have to put it on a sandwich. You can't put that in the bun. I see. I see. You make a compelling argument, and that bringing that back to Theseus's paradox, it's still the same, same object, right? It's still a glizzy in a bun, <laughs> but you've just transposed it in a way and made it a sandwich. So let me ask you this, Brandon. Fortnite, right? I walked away for three weeks, haven't touched it, and then I came back. They've changed three locations, added a bunch of guns, and it's just totally different. And I guess that's my question, is if you take little things away bit by bit, is it the same game? Take little bits away and replace them, and then is it the same game? I think no. I think fundamentally, they're not the same game because you know the experience is different Mm -hmm. however looking at it from a a philosophical perspective i feel like they are the same because inherently like the idea or the feeling of like that you get playing that game is the same you're still playing fortnite the end of the day Mm -hmm. right fortnite is what brought you to those updated features yeah i guess that's true you couldn't get to fortnite today without the fortnite of yesterday Right, without the memories of Fortnite's of... Wow, the memories of Fortnite's past. Yep. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Getting deep over here on this episode of the Sticky Buttons Podcast. Episode 58, man. This is going to be a gem. Actually, I was kind of not surprised, but maybe a little sad that you knew what the ship of uh, Theseus Paradox was. I was going to tell you the whole tale. Tell me the tale, man. Do you know the myth of the... Theseus, or do you know the myth of Theseus that led to the ship of Theseus paradox? I don't. I think Theseus is a super cool name. I heard it in um, the most recent Fantastic Beast movie. Oh, is that the third one? Yeah. Have you seen it? Is it good? Yeah, it's so good. And I think the protagonist is named Theseus, if I'm not mistaken. I thought that was a super cool name. I probably Hmm. heard it in God of War as well. It's from Greek mythology, right? It sounds like a Greek yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a Greek name. Do you want, you want me to read it to you really quick? It, yeah, it's pretty it. quick. So Theseus, Theseus was a young prince of Athens, Athens of Greece, and he was raised away from the kingdom by his mother, Athra. And upon coming of age, he was told his true identity as the heir to the Athenian throne. So he, excuse me, so he set out to claim his birthright. Reaching Athens, he wanted to find a way to prove his worthiness in succeeding the throne. But to his dismay, he found out that his father, the king of the Athenians, was paying a terrible tribute to the king of Soret, which his name is King Minos. And because he lost the war, I guess the king of Athens lost the war to King Minos. To Minos, yeah. And the tribute was seven girls and seven boys who were given up to King Minos to be put into a dangerous labyrinth, impossible to navigate, and roamed by a ferocious monster, the Minotaur. The Minotaur was a half-man, half-bull mythical creature that would devour the boys and girls. Theseus volunteered his tribute to be among the seven boys who were given up to King Minos each year. Theseus had big plans. He wanted to kill the man Minotaur, save the children, and stop the tribute. So do you want to know what happens after that? 
dude. I'm so fascinated. Yeah. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. What does Theseus do? <laughs> okay. Here comes the first instance of the ship. And King Argus, I think that's the king of Athens. King Argus was very sad about his son, Theseus, sailing to his potential death. So Theseus promised to his father that should he return, the ship would show white sails. And if he perished, the sails would show their normal color black. Theseus and the other boys and girls set sail for Sarit on their ship, which would be known as the ship of Theseus. They disembarked at Sarit and he held an audience with the royal family. Here's where Theseus met Ariande. I think that's it. Yeah. Ariani? Ariani? Or yeah, you could, you could do. Yeah, Ariani, the princess of Sarit, and the two fell madly in love. In a secret meeting before entering the maze, Ariane slipped a ball of thread and a sword to Theseus. He used these gifts to escape, using the sword to kill the Minotaur and the string to guide himself back out of the maze. Theseus and the other tributes and Ariane snuck out onto the ship and set sail for Athens before King Minos could figure out what they had done. Along the way, the ship of Theseus stopped at the island of Naxos, where he left Ariane behind. Ariane later married the god Dionysus in distress. The god of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where it gets, this is where it turns. This is where it turns really bad for Theseus. He forgot to change the color of the sail from black to white. And upon oh. seeing the black sails, the king was deeply distraught and threw himself off a cliff. Wow. Theseus disembarked from the ship and heard of his father's death immediately. And he was very upset, but took the mantle to become the next king of Athens. And according to the legend, the ship of Theseus was stored in the Museum of Athens to be a reminder of Theseus's miraculous feats and the tragedy of their king. And that's where the ship was held. According to legend, I guess, the ship was held and the Athenians, every time an oar or a piece of wood started to rot, they would replace it with the new timbers. So wow. eventually all of the parts of the original ship had been replaced and thus prompted this thought experiment. I'm surprised the Spartans didn't burn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, awesome. I don't know. Well, you know, actually, I think that this thought experiment comes from that time period when this ship would have been replaced entirely. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think that this ship was probably being held in, I guess it's like thought that this ship was being held in a museum in Athens. And it was every part was replaced. I think that, yeah, that's the theory that like by the time like this thought experiment came around was Heracles and Plato's time. And that's kind of where this came from. So at that time, this would have already been, yeah. I guess, ancient or part of their history. I mean, I think it is the same ship because if it weren't the same ship, what is the financial incentive to hold on to it? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean if we're speaking on it, like, well, I mean, it's a museum. So like, this isn't like, I guess at the time, one of the, I don't know, you could call it like, maybe I was going to say like most successful civilization at the time, but I don't actually, I don't think that's true at all, but I guess maybe like, oh gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? What's it when you, when you think you're of your own self-importance a lot? 
narcissist, narcissist. Maybe the most narcissistic culture to date. Because I mean, they, the fall of Rome, you know, we still talk about it. Yeah. We know not to bash the Athenians, but I read a book that said that they did a lot of drugs. So that would explain their narcissism. Amen. <laughs> it could. But nonetheless, super interesting history, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess Fortnite's still Fortnite. Fortnite is still Fortnite, but it's not <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, I will say, I think it's a lot more fun now that they removed the building. I got to try it out. I got to try out the new update that you just mentioned. Well, because, so here's the thing. I was talking with some other people about this. And I think that what changed about Fortnite, I guess, like, if you didn't know, recently I jumped into Fortnite after the no build and I, like, totally fell in love with it and I've been playing it ever since. Yeah. It really just feels like it, rem- I think the last time I talked about it, I said it removed a lot of barriers, but I think it also makes the map more dynamic because you have to be in cover or have a spot where there is cover. Like if you're out in the open, like it's pretty much game over, you know? Yeah. So it makes it very dynamic because you kind of have to like really be aware of your surroundings and go from place to place. And I think they also do like a lot of tributes to it. Like they, had this item that they they just actually released this new item and it's called like the port of fort which is really cool and it's basically a grenade and when you throw the grenade down it becomes this huge structure which is like what people would have built you oh, know what shit. I mean? that's fucking awesome yeah so those are a lot of fun and they have they introduced a bunch of movement items like mobility items it's like if you are caught out in the open like you can use one of these items and like completely change locations so i think it's really cool really fun yeah dude i I gotta get back on it i barely get on fortnite and that's just because i don't have anyone to play with i feel like it's just one of those games yep and we might get on some fortnite tonight are we going to stream it i think we should i think we could why not so that'll be on our youtube yep but past fortnite you want to talk about the next game on our agenda yeah, adding adding on to the Theseus paradox, Minecraft. I think Minecraft oh, is a game that kind of works too. Is a game that gets so many little updates, so many little changes. Did they add the frogs um, recently? I know that was that's the last yeah, update I think. That I was actually 1.18, and that was an update not too long ago, maybe like two months ago. Wow. But even more recently, we have a 1.19 update. Oh my gosh, wow. Which is really, really interesting. So they added cartography cartography table what's that guess what do you think cartography is oh my gosh is it where i'm thinking it's like making maps yeah you learned about it in history oh wow good for me honestly if i could go back in time give my sixth grade self a star (laughs) (laughs) you're paying attention but yeah basically you can you can kind of craft maps copy them edit them like put, put them together it's really really interesting so you can kind of map the whole place better. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cause that's um, something that like, I, I mean, even when we played, like when we had our server up, I remember I was playing with my buddy Kyle and he just like pulled up this map and he's like, all right, just follow me. And I was like, dude, I played this game like 40 hours. I never even seen a map. I didn't even know you could do that. So, yeah. That's cool that they changed that up a bit. Yeah, it's a super cool feature. It doesn't make it like more accessible to use a map. It makes the world so much more easy to navigate when you know exactly 
what these features are and especially like if you're going in areas like repeatedly and then you map it down i don't know how to describe it but like it's so satisfying to just have a map of the whole area that you're in and not just like your direct area but like the area where you could eventually explore because you just get to like visualize it from an aerial point of view and then you just know where you're at at any given moment and then you just find your way back home to your base okay um, that sounds cool can you like plot a little like different spots that if you're like oh i want to come back here do you have to open that up on the map or can you do that in the world can you just so be like you, place an x or something you can't do that in minecraft oh. you can't place x's on the map what you could do is like you can make like a structure you can make a structure <laughs> and like remind yourself yeah but what i like to do is build a world map i'm like it's just so i feel like the boss just sitting over Looking you at, know, I sometimes I forget that you're like a king at Minecraft and you've beaten the game. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And adding on to the 1.19 thing, there's a new thing, man. I didn't even know they added ancient cities. That so, is really cool. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking, it's so fascinating. So basically ancient cities are these really, really remote cities that have fallen, you know, into the earth. So mm -hmm. they're really deep, deep below. And are they like next to the lava underground or are they at that level? They're even below like negative Y levels because they added negative Y levels in prior updates. So they're like, yeah, they're down there. You might run into some lava. There's definitely lava in there. But the ancient cities, you have to be quiet. You have to stay crouching. And if you're oh going to break open chests, you have I'm to like suspense. <laughs> if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna crack open a chest mm -hmm. when you open a chest in minecraft is just really loud like Kr yeah like, mm -hmm. wood creaking noise and what happens is a shulker or a shrieker will hear you oh my god and they will you... alert the warden of the ancient city <laughs> oh my god there's a warden there that's terrifying this is like terrifying lingo i'm scared dude the warden <laughs> is really difficult to defeat can you describe them i i'm imagining them like a warlock so i've personally never seen it because i don't want to spoil it for myself oh i'm gonna look it up i won't tell you anything what's it it's called the My, warden, you just huh? put minecraft warden i don't want to spoil it for myself i know i'm gonna run into him eventually because when i go to the ancient city i'm gonna fuck up and i'm gonna be loud i already know it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this thing is terrifying I just want everyone to know this thing's gonna fuck Brandon. It's gonna <laughs> hey, eat. It's you know, gonna eat him. Dude, I'm gonna have diamond armor. Like I'm gonna be set. I'm gonna have potions and stuff. Hopefully. Oh my gosh, this thing actually. You should next time you're down there, you should see it because it actually looks very sick. I've actually never been to the ancient city. I want to find one, and that's my goal. I've been playing a lot on my Switch because I can just take it everywhere, and I can put it on my screen and just like chill out. But. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm just... Do you have more than... Not to veer off subject so quick, but do you have more than one Switch dock? I don't, but I I think I want to invest in one to leave at Naomi's and then one to have here. I've been just thinking about getting another one for me too. Just to like have it at my desk. But I don't know. We can talk about this later. <laughs> what were you saying about... <laughs> I was just... About the ancient cities? I was saying, <laughs> Sorry yeah, so <laughs> when you crack open a chest, you need to use mm -hmm. wool blocks to reduce the sound right oh wow and you must stay crouched. i wonder how the whole time you're in the ancient city out. it takes super long to explore 
right? Unless you want to get found by the warden, because Which you don't, you don't want. That. You don't want. You don't. You, I'm sure you, you don't I'm want. Sure that. you understand why. Mm. You just crouch. You have to stay crouched, and dude, that takes takes forever. So you need to stay crouched. I can imagine. You need a ton of wool blocks, and yeah, the ancient city. Oh, an incentive for that too is they added a new item called. I don't remember the name specifically, but I'm going to call them death shards for the sake of explaining what this next item that they added is. They basically okay. added a compass that lets you find where you last died. So it's like a death compass. It lets oh, you find that's pretty the cool. exact location where you last died. What would that do for you? Well, when you die, if you're playing without keep inventory, you all your inventory is right there, right? Yeah. Or everything you died with stays it, right Yeah, there, it just right? drops. It spills out of you like a chest that you've just broken. I've actually, there's been a couple times that that happened to me. Like I lost everything and I had no idea where I was. See? Like, so I. See? If you had a recovery compass, you could just. I could find just I could go, find all my stuff. Find it. Scoop it up. Scoop it up. Mm-hmm. It that would be very useful. It would. Because I think there was a lot of times like after that happened to me once, I always made a path. I don't know. I feel like it just kind of took away some of the joys of discovery because I was like, I was just too scared to lose all my stuff. Can't be scared to lose your stuff, man. You got to explore. Got it. I know. They're just things in Minecraft. You can build new ones. Yep. Yeah. It can. So I got to tell myself. (laughs) I feel like I wish I could coach myself. Like if I'm playing a game like that or like I'm playing zombies or something, sometimes I wish I could just like stand on the sidelines and be like, it's okay, dude. If you die here, it's fine. You're going to have a great time. Or like, but get it, get it. <laughs> I feel like I'd be all kinds of coaches. I feel like I'd go like the whole spectrum. Be the, you'd be the good what, coach. What game would you coach yourself? If you could be your own coach, what game would you coach yourself in? That's a good question. Probably like Call of Duty. <laughs> like after a match, just like, don't sweat it. It's okay. You'll get him next time. Now, what if? What if you could be a time traveling coach? So you could know. If you died in a match of Call of Duty, you'd be like, dude, he's right there. Would you do that nah. if you could? Because what if... But it's like you couldn't play. You could only tell... What if messing with that one match of Call of Duty causes me to never meet my girlfriend right now? <gasps> the butterfly effect. <laughs> like, you, you never, never know, know, man. You never know. Oh, like if you get one kill too many, you'll just like never put it down? Yeah, things like that. Like we underestimate, oh, we severely underestimate things like that. I feel like that's yeah, what you might be right, is, is to remind. I us. really want to listen to. When's the last time you listened to the Butterfly Effect song by Travis Scott? It's been so long. I honestly don't listen to Travis Scott like that because his discography gets played so much around me. I'm just like I don't. Mm. I feel like I don't really ever hear it. You know when you have like art that you really like and you just don't want to overexpose yourself to. Yeah, definitely. I, I do I'm sure you know about that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one for me, though. I totally can think of one. All, like, food stuff. If there's, like, a food documentary or something like that, or, like, if a food show, I just, like, won't do it because, like, I love doing that with Aaron. So I think that's really fun to, like, watch that kind of stuff. I, don't, I mean, I don't know why, but that one, like, Netflix documentary, Acid, Fat, Salt, things like that. I love learning about like the science of cooking. I think that's really cool. That's actually one of the books that I really, really enjoy. I bought it actually in the Apple store. It was like 17 bucks. 
Mm-hmm. And it's called The Science of Cooking Well. The Science of Cooking Well. It's by this guy named Artusi. He was like an Italian, French, an Italian chef in the early 20th century. That's cool. He wrote this book for people like you and me who like have jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. but are not like really adept in cooking, but need to be able to still put stuff together. Yeah, point. dude, that's one thing, man. If you can make the time, I think for me, it's making the time to cook myself a good meal. Like, I think that's such a flex. Like, it's so hard to do. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and uh, it's like, there are certain things that you just wouldn't know how to do unless you try to cook it. For yeah, example, mm-hmm. if you're going to cook a meal with chicken, you have to braise your chicken. You wouldn't even know you have to braise your chicken until you what's have a, what's to. What's braise your chicken? What's that? Like, braising it is like where you like heat it up in the sauce a bit. You know what I mean? Oh, you need to heat it up in the sauce? Yeah. like Oh, let me like find the, the actual definition of braising. You ever play any cooking video games? I do. I, those are some really interesting ones. Really? How have we never um, talked about this? Cooking Mama. Have you ever played Cooking Mama? No. So bra- braising is the cooking of meat or vegetables by heating them slowly with oil and moisture in a tightly sealed vessel. Right. So, oh, so braising. okay. Yeah. You know, that's funny, man. I've actually, I've noticed that sometimes I'll cook chicken and I'll put the lid on and it tastes better. You put the lid on. It's just everything. Everything out. stays in it. Wow. Shoot. The, the more, you, the more and... you know. So... But see, you know where they don't do that at? They don't do that in Breath of the Wild. So how would I ever... I mean, that's how I learned to cook, Brandon. <laughs> All I know is you don't put the yeah. monster parts in with real food or your food comes out as a pixel. Right. And do you remember you, that? That ever happened to you? Oh, man. Dubious food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny, man. Dubious food is some of my best work. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi would be so proud. I actually, I have certainly, when I first started cooking, I made some dubious food for sure. <laughs> Me too, man. I was making dubious food all the way in my journey just because I, <laughs> I love mixing things together that maybe I shouldn't. Oh man, actually, I dude, I've been doing something this week. I started it this week and it really changed my game up. So I'll have to share this quick recipe. There's this thing that they sell at Trader Joe's. It's called crunchy spicy oh oh gosh shoot i totally forgot what it's called i'm gonna look it up i think it's like crunchy crunchy onion oh my gosh hold on i gotta look this up i could just go to my cabinet and get it trader joe's dude just go get it go get it i want to see it because i'm gonna buy it next time i go to trader joe's okay it was so nice dude i went i bought so many groceries i felt like i was getting too many things and then it only came out to like less than 40 bucks that's awesome, man. That like never that's happens always, to me. That's always I'll, a good feeling. I'll go to my grocery store and I'll just be like fuming as I'm like, this is a hundred dollar <laughs> grocery bill and this will all fit in my backpack. But you shop for you and Aaron, like you actually live with Aaron. So yeah, that's true. I'm yeah, I was just shopping. I also I eat a lot of food. I'm a big man. <laughs> Honestly, my grocery bill is normally like 300 bucks. Wow. Mom. But that's because you're also an experienced man. Like, like I've just started buying my own groceries. I'm so inexperienced at buying groceries that my mom checked my temperature today. Because <laughs> <laughs> she checked my temperature and she was like, are you okay? <laughs> 
It's a good thing you weren't eating those spicy chilies, man. That's a great thing. Uh, okay. It's, I think it's called crunchy chili oil. Let me grab it really quick. Yes, yeah, so it's called crunchy chili onion, actually. Crunchy chili Ooh, onion. Like it's onion kind of rings. Like, yeah, kind of, but it's like this stuff that you put on your ramen. It's like that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, okay. And it's just like spicy oil that you add to your. It's soup. kind of like spicy oil, but it has oh, more stuff. But it has like more onions in it. So it's like instead of being all red pepper flakes, it's also got other stuff. Oh man! And Dude, here's what you do, good. man: you get that, you crack an egg in your skillet, and just do like a half a spoonful on the egg, and then when you flip it, it gets all that in there. That's oh, really man. good. That sounds yummy. You're making me hungry. I haven't done it with scrambled eggs. I've only done it with over easy eggs, but I'm sure it would be just as good in scrambled eggs. But yeah, do you want to take a quick break and then talk about some video games here? Yeah, let's take a quick snack break because you made me so hungry. <laughs> and then we'll come right back to talk about some crunchy, crunchy chili onion. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back from our break. We had a little crunchy onion oil snack. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> And we're coming at you with a segment for our, just for season three. This is Blake plays a 3DS game and brings it to the table. But this week we're also including 2DS games because the 2DS is backwards compatible with the 3DS. So we're bringing a 2DS game this week. <laughs> <laughs> Take a deep breath out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I might have to. <laughs> but this week I wanted to talk about a DS game that I finally decided to just pull the trigger on. It's very expensive. I tried to emulate it. I just didn't want to. I figured I was really going to enjoy the experience. I took the time. I tracked down a used copy of this game, met a guy in Queens at a Starbucks in Astoria, and I paid him $90 for a copy of Pokemon Heart Gold. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Have you ever played the Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver remakes? I did. And I love them. Super good remakes. Yeah, I just keep hearing a lot of things about them. I mean, to tell you the truth, man, I feel like we haven't talked about it in a little bit. We're kind of a couple months removed from both Pokemon Legends Arceus and Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And I really enjoyed those experiences. I kind of felt myself just wanting a little bit more from each of them. And... I think it was just a tough ask for both of them. Like, I get not that my expectations were too high, but I think I just wanted something a little different. And well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I played Diamond and Pearl. I like, really loved it. Honestly, I was very excited for the Pokemon walking behind you and very excited for the outfits. I was like, I'm going to play this game because of that. And I did that, love that. Pokemon Arceus, I kind of felt like it held my hand a little bit too much. And Kind of just felt like I was going from cutscene to cutscene. I mean, it doesn't really matter. We talked about it in great length on on our other episodes, but I just found myself wanting more. And I keep hearing this is the best one. And I've actually never had an experience with Gen 2. I've never played this game. I didn't play the originals. I didn't play, I haven't played Crystal, haven't played Heart or the original Gold or Silver. I haven't played Gen 1 at all. I haven't done anything with the Gen 1 remakes. If I'm going to play this, people say this is the best one, like one of the best Pokemon games, and it's a way to experience the original and Gen 2 for the first time. So I decided to pull the trigger and do it. Do you have any thoughts, man, right off the bat? I'm stoked to hear what you have to say, your take, because I remember my experience on 
than heart gold. I went the heart gold route. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. I remember some of my friends going like the soul silver route. Mm-hmm. Both like really interesting title names. I almost went the soul silver route, but I don't know, man. Ho-O is just. Yeah, Ho-O is one of my favorite. But actually, man, I want to ask you, dude. I mean, not to cut you off there, but I had fallen off of Pokemon by the time these came out. That's why I never experienced it. What was it like being tuned into Pokemon at the time? This is like right when I fell off. Being tuned into Pokemon at the time was a little bit like, it wasn't as mainstream. And that's probably why they had to like do, give us a lot more to keep us satiated because Mm -hmm. now it's a lot, it's a lot more mainstream and you know, just about anybody can get into Pokemon and they don't have to give us as much to keep us satiated mm-hmm. and keep us there because the depth that they went into heart gold as far as the story yeah like the end game stuff you mm-hmm. do after which i know what happens i know that you originally go to kanto but Dude, that which, was so cool that was like i was so i've great. never experienced kanto so i'm really excited yeah. to experience it through this lens yeah i was so grateful that they not only gave us johto they went ahead and gave us Kanto too, so you could go ahead and rediscover that. Not only do you get Kanto, you get to fight all the gym leaders from that region as well. It just felt so well done. It felt like it was made by people who love Pokemon. And You know what's funny about that, man? It actually, the director, I learned this in research, you're doing research for this. The directors of this game were the people who created the original and they were on the original team and they came back and they were the directors. And this was kind of the last one that they did. They're kind of final hurrah. And then they moved on in the Pokemon or Nintendo company. Wow. And they That's became like leaders. So this was their last like masterpiece. Yeah. I think it's been described as their love letter to Pokemon. That's why it felt the way it did, man, because that game was just just experiencing it. I remember even talking about it with people who were also like into Pokemon at the time. Like we had it. There's nothing like it. And it really was kind of like a standing point from that point forward. Like I have to see all of these other Pokemon games. You know what I mean? Because this mm-hmm. was so solid. You know, man, I've played most of them. I haven't played all of them, but just playing this and experiencing this. There's nothing like it, man. I mean, like, for one, the Pokemon following behind you, it's just done so well. Like, everything that's on Sprite. And it's so simple. And I think it's done really well on the DS because there's that menu in the bottom screen, but it's never distracting. And because it's a remake, everything that was on this bottom screen was the menu that you could access through the menu in the original game, I think. And... Dude, I don't know when I just like the environment is just so interactive and it just feels so homey and chill. And I went into this town the other day and the the lanterns were just glowing like, you know, the one. And I don't know, actually, there might be a couple that have like glowing lanterns, like it changes from day to night and it feels very much alive. Like it feels a lot more alive than some of the other ones that I've played. And I'm really having a great time. I've been playing it these last two weeks. And I mean, I've been very busy at work. And it's definitely been the perfect thing to come back to in the evenings. It's a world you, you want to revisit and you want to spend more time in. And, mm-hmm. and you can see why. I mean, 
and I, you know, I will say, Brandon, as somebody that played Pokemon Sword and Shield recently, I played Brilliant Diamond recently, I played Arceus recently. I've heard a lot of people saying that the past ones are hard, and there's a lot of people are harder and more challenging. And I think there's a lot of people that are like, you probably just grew up, you know what I mean? They might not have gotten easier, like you probably just grew up. I will say this is the hardest one to play. The gym leaders are at my level. If not, I think maybe above it sometimes, like for some of my Pokemons. And I am constantly getting status effects done to me. Like my Pokemon are constantly getting poisoned, constantly getting paralyzed, constantly falling asleep, constantly getting confused, which I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it feels like if I if you get confused in this one, it feels like you're hitting yourself. And I feel like it's a lot more challenging. I feel like that is true. Like I feel like at least as far as the point that I'm up to now, it has felt more challenging than the other ones. You're making me want to find my old cartridge, my old hard cold cartridge and get back into it, man. Dude, I'd be interested to see how many hours you have in it. Would you start over or would you keep going? I'm not going to lie. At this point, I'd probably start over because I just have a thing for starting over. But you know what you should do before you start over? You should go and transfer your Pokemon up, and then you can have them in, like, the newer ones. Yeah. You know, that's a great idea. Just You could also put a lot of them in. Actually, I think anything that's in these first two gens can go in the remakes for BDSP because of the national decks. Yeah, because it's the fourth gen is everything prior. And it's Gen 2, so anything in Heart and Gold can go into BDSP. Wow. You should do that, man, and then you can finally beat Cynthia. <laughs> it, would be, it would be like your Pokemon coming from across time to help you take on, help me take on the greatest champion. champion. The greatest champion that ever was, Cynthia. That actually, that would be really cool. You should do that. That would be. I'm sure the podcast will want to be here. I got to find the game, man. I got to see where it's at. You actually, you really should because they're even, I mean, I don't think you would sell it, but you probably should at least know where it's at because they're skyrocketed in price and I don't think they're ever coming down. I mean, I don't know for sure. I mean, I decided not to wait anymore and just to get the game and I paid 90 bucks for it. So you should, man, you should get into it. That's about all I had, man. I mean, I actually have my DS in sleep mode right here. So let me see where I'm at. I guess I'll be able to tell you where I'm at in the game. I think I just just beat the fourth gym so i guess i'm that's like kind of halfway through yeah but you're, I, you're halfway through eight gyms yeah. but actually you're only one sixteenth of the way through that's true four sixteenths because there it's eight plus eight there's that what's four sixteenths one fourth one fourth yeah there you go a quarter of the way through i want to tell you my team really quick Oh, man, I actually I have five spots filled. I was just distracted by my team. I've got five spots filled. and I'm still looking for that that sixth one. But I have my Togetic, Togetic. I've got Bayleaf and Quilava and Flaffy. Oh, and I have an Eevee as well. I think I'm going to evolve my Eevee into Umbreon, though, because I've never had an Umbreon. Yeah, well, I guess I've never had one on my team. Umbreon is one of the cooler designs out of all the EVs, in my opinion. I think so. I think it'll look really sick going behind you as well. Yeah. Like walking behind you. So pretty pumped for that. I think I'm like halfway there on my happiness for EV. So, and I've got to find a shiny stone for 
for Togetic. I like Toga Kiss. That's the the one that I like. Yeah, it's got a ball. It's, it's a demon. It's fast. It's so fast. Yeah. I think I need a shiny stone, and I think I have to win the Pokemon or the bug catching contest. That's a lot of fun. I'm having fun with that. Have you done that? No, I haven't. So basically, I think it's like on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. I think I can actually, I might do it today. You can enter this bug catching contest. And it's like whoever catches the highest level Pokemon within 20 minutes wins the contest. But I think if you catch a level 17 Pokemon, I think you pretty much win. So Okay. Because I've caught a couple and then I've just ended the contest. I'm like, I don't, this is the high, like, this is higher than anything I've ran into so far. But I think 17 is the highest because I just found one that was 17 and I won. So it's good to know. Gotta find my cartridge. Dude, you should. You really should. It's a lot of fun. You want to talk about, talk about your next game? Um, or do you have anything else to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I'm ready to end it up. But before we go, I do want to tell you and everyone something. There's a new PlayStation, or there's a game coming to the PlayStation Plus that you need to get. And it's going to be Tony Hawk 1 and 2. And it's going to be a free game with your uh, (laughs) PlayStation Plus subscription. So you should really get that. That was one of my favorite games of last year. And I'm really excited for it. I've just been so excited for skateboarding games. I've been playing this and... Or I've, I've been wanting to play this. I'm just excited for it. I have it on my Xbox, but I'm excited to get it on PlayStation. Probably going to stream it, but I've been playing Ollie Ollie World just because I'm so excited for it. That's been a good time. Love the skateboarding games. Very happy that I, I got back into it, which actually Tony Hawk, this one and two, this is what got me back into skateboarding games. So you got to check it out. Damn, that's that's high praise, man. Tony Hawk. I really want to get into it, and I think I have the subscription already. So. Is it out yet? Um, I think it comes out in like two days for us, but it'll be out by the time this episode's out, probably. I think it's August 2nd. I don't know when this is coming out, but August 2nd. So that's when that comes out. So if you have PlayStation Plus, definitely add that to your library. And I'm going to be playing it. I'm actually going to stream it once I get it. So I'm very excited to create a new character, start from scratch, and, and take on the game. But I think that's about all we have on the docket for today. Speaking of streaming, we've been streaming. Have you been streaming, Brandon? I have not been streaming. Well, he's going to be streaming tonight. We're going <laughs> to be streaming some Fortnite tonight, so that'll be on our YouTube by the time this comes out. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitch, obviously there's a link in our show notes, but you can find Brandon at Sticky Munchkin, and you can find me at Blake in the Giant Beanstalk. And the links to those are down below. You can see that if you want to, I guess, catch us live, give us a follow. Please also subscribe to us on YouTube. That really helps us out. And you can find us on TikTok and Instagram. And we just want to give a special shout out to our patrons. We got a new logo, as I think we alluded to at the top of the episode, but we got a new logo. And that is thanks to our patrons. So we just wanted to say shout special you thank you. Yes, thank you means the world to us obviously and i know that we haven't done anything with that in a while but we have some big plans for season three so check out for that and just thank you everyone for listening we really appreciate it anything you want to add Brandon? i just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you so much to our patrons 
check us out on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Switch, TikTok, Switch, all the good things. Peace <laughs> in the streets. All right, bye.